talking. Welcome into another episode of the Patriots podcast. I'm Sean, joined as always by JJ and Ryan. What's up, guys? What's up? Yo. How about us? Huh? I think it's finally time to turn the page. 2021 season is right around the corner. Training camp starts next week. Veterans Report Tuesday, July tw- 27th. Uh, I, I don't know. It was weird. I see Tom Brady was at the White House with another team. And now it's like now we're talking about a QB controversy in New England. It's 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 weird times. It's exciting times, but weird times. Yeah, completely wild. Um, training camp. A lot. We've we've got a lot to cover here. We were just talking about. There's a, a few things that have been going on uh, the past two weeks. Um, where do you get? You know, we could just we could just jump right in at. I mean, the some of the stories that have happened. I think the the earliest one dating back is Stephon Gilmore's absence from mandatory minicamp. Everybody's like, was it an excused absence? Was he injured? Was it not? Turns out today he did report training camp and then was immediately placed on the physically unable to perform list. So who knows? Still could have been an excused injury-related absence. Could have been a contract-related thing. Undoubtedly, he wants to be paid more than $7 million over the totality of the season. So we'll see what happens there. We have two number one corners on this team, which is a strength of the unit. But they're both on one-year deals and both feel underpaid. Yeah, it's it's a strange one because you have this scenario with two number ones, and you kind of feel like the money's going to go to one or the other. And at this point, with Gilmore's age and them not working out anything to extend him, which apparently he's said multiple times he's very open to, to not have a deal in place to to take care of him past this year, it kind of leads me to believe that this is it's going to be J.C. Jackson money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there was no reason. There was no reason to overpay him this year. But you got to be careful with your cards here because they're both unrestricted at the end of the the season. And if you don't get one of these guys locked up ahead of time, you might end up in a bidding war. And that that would be my fear. Don't want to lose both. Don't want to lose both. Um, like you said, I mean, we've talked about it in the past. We all thought he was going to get traded last season potentially, and then definitely it was a definite thing this offseason. We were like, he's probably going to get traded. What are we going to get for him? What's going to happen? And then the Patriots were like, nope, that's fine. We're going to keep him. And so it's like they knew that they needed to pay him, but have decided not to because they were going to trade him because of this whole thing last year. Mm-hmm. This is a whole, it's been, so I'm kind of confused with the timing of it all. And like, I guess Bill's playing real hardball on what to pay him. Because, yeah. You know, we, what happened? We were going to trade him. We were hoping to get a second round pick. That was the whole thing. Draft passes. It's like, oh, we've got Gilmore. Now we're here. And it's like, you kind of have to pay him. I mean, I guess maybe they're going over the verbiage. I think they're going to trade him now. You do not have to pay him. You could let him play yeah. out this season. He turns 31 at the start of the season in September. Don't you want something for him? You could, yeah. Maybe you could trade him or you go with the compensatory pick. Or just give him a little. He seems like the type of guy who is not going to play very hard. Not motivated in the right way. So I, I didn't think he played that well the second half of last season. No, he didn't. But he was, I think he got hurt. Wasn't he hurt a lot? Yeah, he needed surgery after the season. I can't remember if it was a shoulder or something like that. But um, for him to just walk away, I mean, at 31, it's not the end of the world. You have a pretty deep roster. You'd have to pay J.C. Jackson, and then I think you'd still look pretty good. I don't know about you guys, but I liked what I saw from Miles Bryant at the end of the season. Yeah, he looks like really yeah, short minutes, made some big plays, really nice athletic plays. Uh, Jonathan Jones is very good slot cover corner. Um, Joan Williams is kind of the, the, you know, the verdict's still out on him, but we shall see. I mean, I, I, I thought they were going to trade Gilmore, and they didn't get 
the offer they were looking for, so they just said, screw it, we'll we'll kind of run the last season with him here and worry about it next year. Yeah, the good news is he reported. <clears throat> so now he is, it seems like he's making the moves to be part of the team this season, or it makes it a lot easier to trade him if he's not a disgruntled asset uh, and get a decent return for him. But then also he's going to be 31, and what cornerbacks do you pay at that age? I mean, when we let Darrell Revis walk away and go sign with the Jets, he was 29. And you're kind of in a position to to ride it out with Gilmore for uh, seven million, and then reassess yeah. the next what season. What if he doesn't play? What, what if he's just like, I'm going to sit out for ten games? He reported. Then come back. I don't think I've heard that. He doesn't seem aggressive about this. You know. He reported. If you're going to hold out, you hold out. You don't show up and then leave. That's an yeah, Antonio I Brown I situation. I heard something where if you, he goes on the pop list physically and he can just ride that out. I don't think you, I mean, you don't get your salary if you do that. I think that might cost him more money than anything because he didn't have a great season last year. And to to not play a full year, whatever you want to do here, yeah. you know, that's you want to bet on yourself. And right. he's he more than capable of, money. yeah, well, he's more than capable of earning his money. I mean, is it time you know? to maybe move the guy to safety and tackle? No. No I way. He's such a good man here. player. He's a man corner. Yeah. I know, but like yeah. I'm thinking of every all the good cornerbacks that last longer, like in their early to mid thirties, they change to safety. No, nah, I think nasty. he's still good in. Charles he's Woods still so good on the outside. There's been a few. There's been a few, yeah, but not not like him in the way that he's a a man to man line him up cornerback and like Darrell Revis never moved to safety. Darrell Revis was super fucking stubborn. If he did move to safety. <laughs> Probably would have been really good for another five or six. I don't think so. I don't think he's he wanted, he's built. Up. I don't know, dude. He could tackle. He was fast as hell. He just lost us. Couldn't keep up with the fastest guys. You move him back to safety. Can't he doesn't he, have to keep up. The- no, nah, he's he's more like uh, Tremont Williams, who's just ages out in cornerback. He just stays there, and then you look at you're like Tremont Williams, like 36, and he's still playing. I don't see that for Gilmore in, no, in his future. I, he just seems to me like an outside man to man. I'm going to run your route for you kind of corner, you know? And I, yeah, no, he certain like guys, like, guys like McCourty was a great one because he was so good in zone. So it, it was easy. That was an easy transition to see him make. Um, there's been guys like Ty Law, I think, that, that make a lot more sense than, than a Gilmore. Yeah, Ty Law, Champ Bailey. You mentioned Charles Woodson, Rod Woodson before him. Uh, yeah. Some of the greats can really extend their career uh, by, by shifting over to the center of the field. Of the defensive Apparently backers. not Gilmore. Uh, not Gilmore. I don't. I don't see it. Apparently see, not. He's Gilmore. not that guy. I don't, know. I don't know. All right, maybe. Yeah. He's not that guy. I but, don't know uh, about this. I'm it's just it's good news that he that he uh, showed up to camp. Uh, potential so. uh, wariness around the injury with him landing on the pup list. Although those those guys can pop off of that in like two days. You never yeah, know. I, I could also see him making one of those ghost deals where it's like a year extension and they just give him like an extra $3 million this year. Just to bump him up. And next and, and year is a voided year like they do with everybody else now. I've heard he'd be open to that too. He yeah. wants more than $7 million for this year is really what I'm hearing. Getting that. So it's like if you can get him up to 10 I feel like that's reasonable. That's not too much more. We have the cap space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is one of those strange years where we don't have like 20 undrafted free agents where you're like, Bill's going to pull out some random stud cornerback from Louisiana Tech. I don't know. <laughs> There's like There's four a... undrafted free agents on this team. Just looking through these DBs. There's a lot of DBs on this on this roster right now. There's well, like decent roster. ones too. Phillips, McCordy. I mean, there's a lot of safeties. Duggar, Davis, um, 
Jalen Mills. Jalen Mills, yeah. Depending on how you classify a lot of those defensive backs, they they could be suiting up like six or seven safeties on a given game day. Yeah. Like with no Bra- chunk, Brandon no. King. You're going to do with six or seven safeties. But like they all play special teams. Adrian Phillips is a glorified middle linebacker. Brandon King is only a special teamer. Like Devin, yeah. like jo- Jawan Williams, is he a safety? Is he a cornerback? Ugh. I mean, depends on how you look at it. Same with Jalen Mills. So it's like if you want to classify them all as safeties, you might have seven on a game day yeah, roster. Right. Bill and Steve Belichick are the same person and just love to suit up safeties. Yeah, we we do have a lot of safeties. I'm excited that uh, from from a weird, uh, I always like certain numbers. I'm I'm pretty happy that Duggar changed his number to 23. That that forties number, I, those are hideous to me. You know, forties do suck. Yeah, unless you're like a, a good look, a really athletic inside linebacker, and you wear forty four. That's a, that's a good look. Yeah, forty four is a good. Yeah, I mean, look, you, but... you could basically wear anything as a linebacker now. Bentley's got eight. Yeah, that's um, so cool. Yeah, Judon has nine. Wow, yeah, we're gonna have some. Yeah, it's... <laughs> crazy best numbers. Yeah, that's Brady's all livid about it. Speaking of cornerbacks, uh, quarterbacks. This is the big training camp. Actually, let, let's let's put that on hold for a minute. Teaser. But the other big piece of news that happened uh, in a, the intervening week since we were on here last, Nikhil Harry, uh, the embattled second year going into his third year receiver, former first round pick, never really got his legs going, showed a little bit of something his rookie year, basically didn't build any momentum as a, as a second year player, has allegedly confirmed, confirmed, requested a trade. Yeah, via his agent. Made a big, his agent's uh, letter? No, did he make yeah, a stink about it? Oh, my oh. God. It's, it's very detailed, and it's, like, basically sent to the media. So, it, <laughs> I mean, it's... I don't remember the Patriots having such a public... Public... Uh, yeah, it's just, like, trade, trade request, request ever. From a note, and, from somebody that hasn't done anything and is being paid first-round money. Yeah, it's time for a fresh start. Uh, this and that. Oh, my God. It's, like, two paragraphs. Yes. Working, he's been working in cooperation with the Pats behind the scenes for Nikhil to thrive in New England. He's got 86 targets in two seasons, hasn't met expectations, um, unstoppable in college. Uh, I believe it's time for a fresh start, and I formally requested a trade. Um, he th- well, he thinks he, the, the kid can still play, and he's trying to do what's best for his client. And, you know, that makes a lot of sense to me. I, I honestly... And with him in the sense that I don't think we've put him in the best positions to succeed. I, and I, I don't think he can do this often. Not suited for his style uh, of play. I mean, conditional sixth is what I'm hearing that they'd get Terrible. for him. And there's, I'm sorry, you're staying not worth here because I'm not. Yeah, yeah I'd rather see what it. I got. And then we could, if, if you have a crazy year, great. We'll pick up your option for next it, year and we'll treat you like a good receiver. But if I'm going to get a conditional sixth from someone, I mean, that's nothing. I'd rather just... Roll the dice. It's not like we have, like, all-world receivers here either. He's talking about, you know, like, oh, he hasn't gotten enough opportunity, this, that, and the other thing. It's like, dude, you haven't had had to, the easiest receiver core in potentially the NFL to beat out, and you couldn't do it. A, a undraft, two undrafted free agents, or a six-rounder and undrafted. What's what's uh, what's his name? Jacoby. Uh, Jacoby uh, Myers, yeah. And then Olszewski? Olszewski? Olszewski, that's his name. Thank you. <laughs> They're, like, six and... They're nobody's. He, they're beating him out. They're Your both first both undrafted. Pick, he's both undrafted. Thank you. He's way bigger. He should be faster, but he doesn't look. Yeah, I mean, he came in at the exact same time as Jacoby Myers. Uh, and how many, you said 86 targets for Nikhil Harry over two seasons. What is Jacoby? Yeah. At least twice that? 
Got to be at least. I don't have the numbers. I don't have numbers in front of me, but I'm sure it's a lot more than that. And he he came in undrafted, unheralded. Like nobody was trying to give him extra opportunities, extra coaching. Nikhil Harry comes in with a four-year, fully guaranteed contract for uh, the Super Bowl champion team with a Hall of Fame quarterback, and it just went right in the shitter immediately. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he's trying to force the Patriots' hand. Everybody else knows that it's a buy low situation yeah. and so why would the patriots sell well, because he's a, sh- a shithead in the locker room he's a problem to be around the other players because they don't want to pay 2.5 million whatever his salary is for the season and also the thing with the conditional sixth is because first round draft picks contracts are fully guaranteed they would have to trade him to not have to pay the rest of his contract so by right. trading for a conditional six at least you get out with no more money but uh, as as opposed to releasing him, where all of his remaining money, like another five million, would be accelerated onto this year's cap. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the, the fact that Cam knew not good, but championing um, Harry all last year, at least it seemed like he was trying to. Well, he's got the quarterback, and you know, with him, maybe he didn't like what he he didn't want to play with Cam again, and then didn't like what he saw out of Mac Jones. Maybe he wants to leave. But I don't really believe. I think the main reason I don't I don't like this it's it's a bad look all the way around, is because it basically says to me, McKeel's not going to get the opportunity to come good this year. Um, which at the, I mean if if that's the case, if he's already being passed over and we haven't even gotten to training camp yet, then I mean take what you can get. I guess if that's the best you can do. That's how bad not, he is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's to me like. We're not going to put the kid in the position that you want him. We, we're not going to run him on go routes and, you know, uh, jump balls. We're going to keep doing this end around bullshit with him. And he's going to fail because that's not the kind of player he is. He's just not that kid. Um, and also, just to go back to what you said earlier, Myers, 81 targets. And that's just last season. Um, 96%, yeah. 96% of the snaps in the team's final 11 games. So Jacoby has way out um, earned him, I guess, a you know Absolutely. as far as a position so um they have to be an idiot to start harry over i mean if if, if this ends this way Pretty i think sad. you have to you have to call it one of the all-time busts and we've had some we've had some bad ones in the first round i know it was i think it was 32 which is still first round i guess but i mean this is like dominique easily uh chad johnson territory yeah, and it's it's so difficult with receiver when you look at the ones that went afterwards. You're oh. like, oh, DK Metcalf on the board. Hmm, got to let that yeah. one sit. There's That's like a... five guys in a row that are good starters in the NFL. Yeah, brutal amount of. Yeah, like, you really yeah. wanted to come to the Patriots too. Oh my god, it's just like... from the Redskins. Terry McLaurin. Yep, McLaurin. And then there was a little white dude uh, from Arizona. Dude, Renfro in that draft. He starts. He's better than. Is a kid from UMass? From, Isabella. Uh, Arizona. Isabella. Isabella. Yeah. Andy Isabella. Nice little player. Yeah. Hunter. Hunter Renfro was just like a ready-made package as a slot receiver to be not not super quick, but very reliable. And he's yeah, he's definitely like, carried that over to Vegas. Yeah, it hurts. It really hurts. San Francisco. Stop listing them, okay? You're making me feel worse about this. Yeah. <laughs> God damn! It's all okay. slot receivers. The only players, the only receivers we hit on are inside the numbers, like slot players. We They're never like get the. We get. We don't even draft them. We don't need to draft yeah. them. I don't understand how there's such a big draft from being like, okay, we don't need even need to spend a draft pick and find these little shifty guys or get them in the second, sixth or seventh round. But we have no idea how to pick anybody ever outside the numbers. Which is why. Know. 
which is why it's great that they spent free agency this year at some of those yeah. positions that they notoriously suck at drafting. Not sold on Nelson Aguilar, though, or really Kendrick Bourne. I know you're right. I know you aren't. But starting next week, training camp happens. Veterans are there. They put on the pads next weekend. Who is? I mean, I don't even. I can't even keep track of how many people they added this offseason. Who are you most looking forward to seeing padded up in a Patriots uniform when they go to do the highlights at the end of the day and they go, you know who really had a great day? You know who really stood out? Bam, this guy. I, I mean, I'll, I'll go first. Mac Jones. I mean, that's that's Same. what you want to see, right? I mean, Same. he's a quarterback, dude. You you got to have a quarterback. You gotta, I, mean, there's other, I want Mac Jones to kill it. There's other guys I am looking forward to see seeing, um, and I don't know when we're going to get a chance. Uh, Bledsoe is, is kind of a guy. I'm interested in. Uh, he's got the broken wrist in the Senior Bowl. I'd love to see him play. Uh, there's a couple other guys. I I I am excited to see Bourne. Um, he runs good routes. I think he he'll get open. I just don't know if he'll get the ball. I, and then Jonu Smith is another one that jumps. He'll jump off the page, man. Like the, I just don't know when he's going to be ready because I think he is coming off an injury. He said he, he, said he should be ready for training camp. Okay. It was a hammy. Hopefully that doesn't nag him all season. And then damn water. I'm just going to name the whole team, I guess. Uh, Uche is, is a guy I want to see yeah. a bit from year one to year two. I want to see Barrymore really badly. I want to see him just if he can, if he's the real deal on the inside. Him and uh, what's his name? I always forget from the Ravens. Judon. Uh, Judon. Judon. Two of them. You got Lawrence Guy still there. We got that dude uh, from Miami, uh, Godshaw or something. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big interior. And if they can find a, one or two good pairings. Ooh. That, and we have the, the secondary we have. It's like up the middle pressure. No one can deal with that. Doesn't matter. A, Doesn't matter what you got. I am excited about some of these guys in the defense, but offensively is is where we need the big improvement. And oh, I, you know, and it's it's, it's really it's all Mac all, all eyes. Yeah, all, all eyes, eyes are on, Mac, be on Mac Jones. I don't even care if we have. I mean, if he's a good quarterback, he'll make. You know what I mean? It's like even Cam Newton can't make the receivers better because he can't freaking throw the ball. Darius well, Bird would have been a good receiver last year if he had a normal quarterback. I don't know where he went, but they didn't bring him back. There's always the possibility, too, that six months or seven months of rest, how long, however long it's been, is Cam Newton healed? Like, there's no. the, there's a no. possibility. No. Okay. We're not we're not. He's going to. No, I think his shoulder is at the point where it will heal to whatever percentage, but never fully. And then it's just one injury away or falling down the wrong way, and it's done again. Like snaps the little thing. That's what happened. He didn't take a huge hit last year. Maybe he can learn to fall like Brady, not on his throwing shoulder, but the way he runs, I don't think that's possible. And I mean, everyone's saying his footwork looks the same, and his throwing motion looks the same. So it's like, all right, well, is he improving all the little techniques, or is he just kind of like trying to muscle the ball around? Yeah, I'm not gonna hold my breath on some dramatic. Oh, this guy's a great thrower now. You know, like he has a game or two on him. That's all I think. Yeah. I hope he does well, but honestly, I'm counting the days till Mac Jones gets in there. I want to see what we got. Yeah, without a doubt. And just to add a couple other names to help illustrate how ridiculous this offseason was, uh, Trent Brown at right tackle, absolutely yeah. mauling people. We're going to have the most powerful offensive line of football. Hunter Henry didn't even come up. Hunter yeah. Henry. Ar- didn't even mention him. Oh, arguably so the number one addition we made. Surprised we got him. Yeah. Really surprised we got him. That's what I'm most, yeah. Offensively, I feel like the biggest jump. I mean, receivers are going to get better a little bit, but I feel like it's just we went from zero tight end to two of the best in the league. Hunter Henry has to be the most surprising player 
that we went after this year. Like I, I thought Johnu Smith was a possibility and a couple of these other guys, but Hunter Henry with his injury history and it's just like he wasn't even rumored to be interested. No, no, you know? they just got him. But they said in camp he will he look probably like the best offensive weapon we had camp. That wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't be surprised if he led the team in targets, you know? That'd be great. He said he catches everything. Awesome. Plus, he blocks. We had we had a goose egg of production out of that position all of last season. And what right. what blew my mind about it was that we still kept a tight end in the game. I mean, it's so integral to what they do on offense that they still put Ryan Izzo out there for like 90% of the snaps. And I'm like, he's not doing shit at he's all. He's barely getting in front of the guys. Oh, yeah. it's terrible. He's not doing well, a single really thing What's really mind-blowing about that was 2019 was the exact same thing. And they didn't do anything to fix it in 2020. They brought in those two kids, and they barely even used them. So it was like, yeah, we still you know? have, and we still have those two guys this year yeah, too. Yeah, don't now forget we have our those... third. I mean, that's a way to improve. They go from all pressure and eyes on them all season, and now it's like no one gives a fuck about you. So <laughs> Dude, we might line up with three or four ta- tight ends on the field. We might. We might just go heavy and run the ball. With our... Oh, we're absolutely going to go heavy and run the ball in a big bad way. Uh, Johnu Smith blocks too. I mean, we we got. I think Dan Vitale did retire, so we we're limited yeah. at fullback currently. But Jakob, Jakob, dude, Jakob in there. there. Get Damian that Ramondre Harris. Stevenson the ball. We're like the heaviest team Even, in NFL history. Yeah. Even with Cam, I mean, you put Cam in there, it's like that's a rumble and tumble in offense. Even if you can't throw it. Yeah, yeah. Good luck stopping us on third and one this season. Uh, and then just a couple other names that d- didn't come up. Dante Hightower, Kyle Van Noy in the middle. Yeah. The party is yeah. back on at middle linebacker. Yeah. yeah. Kyle Van Noy have mixed feelings about because he's pretty outspoken, but he'll he'll play. He'll be good. Yeah, it's going to be a solid player. Solid and player. I, I'd like to see, uh, what's his name, too, from Alabama, the linebacker we got last year. He's a big dude. What's his name? Anthony, Anthony Jennings. 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 Yeah. He's got a, I mean, back in years, he's got no pressure on him right now. A little improvement on. from him would be nice. Winovich has got to be in a big contract year, right? Winovich is going uh, into his third close. season. So he's got two so more years on his rookie year? deal. Okay. Yeah, right. two two years left on his rookie deal. He He's, he's another guy that plateaued. Uh, so be be great to see he, him and Uche take a step forward. I think Uche is so explosive. It's hard to see him not being productive as long as he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Winovich was, was like, he, he got benched a couple times. It was like, why isn't he out there at this point? I don't know. He just had a weird season. Yeah. I like our I like our draft class, too. I mean, I'm, we're not going to see McGrone this year, but I am excited to see Ronnie Perkins. Uh, yeah, he seems like a good play player. And we have a folk for another year at special teams, I believe. Yep. And, um, and the punter, Bailey. That is so funny. We're just going with – no, we, don't we have uh, – we dra- I got some undrafted kid that would – Killed it, uh, OTAs. The kicker. Kicker. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There was some. I think Roarwasser, the draft pick from last year, is still kicking around at the end of the roster. He is, but he's not gonna make him. Yeah. I like. It. All right. There you go. Was so it Aguayo, the kid we picked up off of uh, free yeah. agency? That's right. They did bring in Aguayo, former second round pick. Yeah, Florida State, dude. Can you imagine taking a kicker in the second round and then him oh, being a bust? Oh. Yeah. Oh. That hurts. Didn't didn't. Janikowski going like the first round. Janikowski went the first. Mike Nugent went in the second, and then uh, and then Roberto Aguayo went in the second. I think those are the highest highest drafted. Oh, Quinn Norton. Remember. 
Quinn Norton. He went to uh, Michigan, didn't he? Oh, that's the guy we have. Oh, we could have a, an undrafted rookie. All Michigan special teams unit dude, with, we love with him and Josh Bailey. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, this there we is gonna, go. Oh my god, this is gonna be so much fun. I just had the real excited man. recently that it, football season was right around the corner. I just bought a football today because I was like, oh, gotta have one. Yeah, dude, gotta hold one. Yeah. Uh, so, I I uh, I want to just mention real quick this year, like this is the point now, right? Where we're we're getting over our breakup. Like we're kind of moving on from Brady now. Doesn't it feel like that? Yeah, dude, he's doing his own thing. He's 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 outspoken now. He's you know humble Tom Brady. Now he's uh, different. Strutting his stuff a little bit more. I guess that Florida mindset's getting to him. The subway. Something. He's subway. strutting his stuff. Yeah, subway commercial. It's like he preaches good you don't health. Need that shit. It's not even the whole. We heard the whole thing with them and tuna fish. It's like your tuna fish isn't tuna fish or something. What? Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> like there's no, there's like no. They found no actual tuna fish in the tuna fish. No DNA of tuna. Their their bread is classified as as cake in other countries. No way. Yeah, it's classified as cake. <laughs> it's Dude, it's wow. something to get around the, the other countries. Apparently, have bread laws about bread's got to be treated in a certain way, so they got it classified as cake. Really? <laughs> it's all that enriched wheat flour, whatever the fuck it is. It's all the sugar oh that they have in there. Yeah, I I thought that subway commercial was pretty funny because somebody I don't remember who the other athlete was in it, but. They came up to him. They're like, "Dude, what happened to your diet?" He, he's like, "Oh, it's a commercial." Like they, oh my they God. made fun of it in the commercial. Oh, that, like my. Brady would never eat this, which was like Subway. What are you doing? Why would you? So, but, right, and why would he? I, I just don't understand. Like, why would you promote it? Like, you're trying to make them. More, I thought you were against this. Like, it's saying yeah. how much sugar you just said. How much? How bad sugar is for everybody? Then, like, oh yeah, I'll just walk around for five million dollars. It's like. Probably gave him a Can deserved you? amount of money. I don't know how they still make money. Anyways, this shouldn't go to Subway. I just could never see him doing that in a Patriots uniform. It's almost like he's a, a little bit different now. Like he got the Florida in, in Tampa. Mindset. He's in Florida. He doesn't give a shit. Bowing to him at the ground worse than we did. Video of him drunk. You know, like you never used to see that kind of shit from him, you know, <laughs> but I'm glad he's happy. He's loosening up in his 43 yeah, year old year. Talking about how those the team with uh, the team that passed him up. He's like, you're going to stick with that motherfucker. It's like, that's hilarious. I think that's hilarious. And I would like, I, I mean, I, if he did that here, I would think it's hilarious. But he, I feel like he wouldn't do wouldn't have said something like that here. He bit his tongue on a lot of stuff here. He yeah. he he wouldn't have been on that show to start with. He wouldn't have been doing these golf matches. He wouldn't have been doing any of that stuff. The golf matches maybe just because of COVID. So, I mean, they were because of COVID. So yeah. I, I guess I could see that. But yeah, the other things like I don't know if he'd be on that. Um, he's a he's a funny shot. guy. You know, you he's didn't really get a great. Attitude. I didn't really get a lot of his personality when he was here. You know, and now. You can kind of see it coming. He's coming out of his shell a little bit in Tampa, which is funny because he's like 42, 43 years old. You know? <laughs> <laughs> to finally um, see somebody who's been in your life for 20 plus years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he hosted SNL. I remember they did some short, I think it was for Funny or Die, where it's like, dude, your Boston accent's terrible. And he's like, I'm from California. I, he's just speaking <laughs> like Tom Brady speaks. Yeah. He's like, I can't understand you with your Boston accent. Like just yeah, he does little he clips like stuff. that he that are funny. Stuff. No, he did stuff over the years, but now he's like definitely like telling a lot more. Yeah, and then also on the on the Patriot side of it, it very much felt like last season Cam Newton was just subbed in at quarterback for Tom Brady's team. That yeah. the team sucked. 
because it was the remnants of what was left over from the great mm-hmm. Tom Brady teams. But this year, with all the new faces in there, all the influx of talent, it's like, oh, we actually have a fresh start. Like, this is a different team. Whereas last yeah. year, it was like, it was still Edelman. It was still, you know, you're missing Chung, but it's still the same guys everywhere. Yeah, it's a lot better feeling uh, from a fan perspective, you know, and, yeah. and and just from a football perspective, too, just watching good football, you know, it's like... It's, gonna be, it's definitely going to be more competitive. And you know what? Even if it's not offensively, like... The defense, I expect to be good. So that that should be a lot of fun regardless of how bad our quarterback plays. Yeah, it will be better offensively. Un- unless they're ravaged with injuries, it'll be better. Uh, okay, so we talked about Cam versus Mac a little bit. I think it's just going to be a back and forth. They're obviously both going to get their reps in. We're going to see both of them during the preseason games. Uh, potentially, Cam gets held out of those to a greater degree, like James mentioned, trying to protect him, keep keep his snap count down while the games don't really matter. There's only three preseason games this year, so they kind of... I don't know which one they really lose, if they lose the one at the end where nobody plays or if they lose the one at the beginning where the starters only play like a series or two. I'm not sure how that's exactly going to shake up, but I'm also really not used to this like teams are going to go eight and nine and 10 and seven and 11 and six it's just the numbers are are weird to me i'm not used to it really really sucks it's gonna take a while to adjust to that yeah and then i mean eight and nine teams in the playoffs so you you know i just feel like we're gonna see more of that i don't really like that i felt like 16 was perfect but yeah it was perfect everything was so perfect about it uh (laughs) But I was listening to some some other podcast, and they were talking about win totals, and it was like over under eight and a half wins, and I was like, that team sucks, like under, and they kept picking over, but because they were picking nine and eight, yeah, <laughs> and it, yeah. like oh, I'm thinking like playoff team nine and seven, like that you could definitely get into no, with not anymore. I know, right? It's kind of annoying. Yeah. So anyway, uh, a couple changes in the AFC East. Uh, the Bills bring back basically the same team that, that made it pretty far in the playoffs last season. And then the Dolphins added a bunch of new talent. They did add some good new talent, and they're just hoping and praying that Tua is the player they, they thought he was when he was drafted. And then the, the Jets. The Jets have a new coach, Robert Sala. They got a new quarterback. quarterback. They got a new quarterback's mom in town. New receiver. <laughs> New receiver, yeah, they they picked up Carl Lawson, the the edge player from from Cincinnati. Uh, I I still don't know why they paid so much money for Corey Davis, who was a number two option at best in Tennessee. That is a good player, but yeah, definitely. I I mean, free agency they don't make so much money. So many contracts. If you look back on, like, wow, I can't believe that person just like some players just make out like bandits. Yeah, I think Buffalo's still the the favorite, you know, and then I think it's. I think New England and Miami are probably pretty close right now, uh, depending on how how our court, really the quarterback play of both teams goes. And then the Jets, I feel like they're they're probably going to be a little bit better than last year, but I mean that's not saying very they were much. Terrible. They were atrocious. Yeah. Let's not forget, yeah. they but won two games. Did they beat us or almost beat us? Almost. They should have beat us. Close game. Yeah. It was a very yeah. close. Game. But they, fucking they, they went on a little run where they won two or three games or something. Right yeah. at the end. They were yeah, all they excited. Lawrence, we yeah. beat yeah, uh, they have a little bit more hope this year, but uh, I can't I can't foresee them beat winning more than six. Or six. Exactly, and uh, I think their win total is six point five games. So I'm gonna go a bit under on that, uh, unless Kyle Wilson lights the world on fire. 
which I don't I don't think he's going to with that offensive Zach. coaching staff. Zach Wilson, thank you. My Zach. God, we love calling him Kyle. Dude. Every we time, it's, Kyle. look at that face. That's a Kyle. It's also a Zach, though. It's also a Zach. <laughs> mom. I know, right? So, uh, yeah, um, I mean, I'm I'm excited. James, you you bring up a good point that how many of those free agency deals don't work out? How many of those guys wind up being overpaid, right. underperforming? And just so we're all on the same page, some of the players that the Patriots brought in are going to be in that category. Some guys are going to be no good. Everybody's already pointing at Nelson Aguilar, but it could be somebody that we're not thinking about right now. It could be Devon Godshaw, who just can't get on the field. Could be Judon. Judon might get old in a hurry. It's like, you don't know. So some some guys are going to be there, but it's okay because it'll be balanced out by some other guys that outperform. I really hope that Nelson Aguilar proves everyone wrong. We need him to. He's been getting dumped on in the media. I really, the player I'm probably rooting for the most is Uche to become, you know, a, a legitimate edge rusher, you know, Top like a starter. class player on that defense. Yeah, like a star player on on that defense. That's 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 the player I'm most excited about, just because that athleticism is fun to watch, and you know. Plus, I want to see Kyle Duggar absolutely lay people out at all three levels of the defense. Everyone's oh, yeah. saying he looks really good. Yeah, right. He's quick. He's faster. Nice. Awesome. So uh, one last thing before we, we wrap up here before training camp begins. Aaron Rodgers, what's what's the latest? He turned down a, uh, the highest paid extension ever twice? You saying twice? I don't, yeah. No, Two-year two, two deal uh, would make him the highest paid player in the NFL, I believe, and turned it right. down. Probably like so. two-year, two $100 million. Wow. Wow. I guess, At this point, right? I think he just seems to me than... he wants to leave. He's out. Survive, maybe you're 90 million. He's done. He's got. If he turned that down, I don't know what he's doing. I, I feel like he's doesn't have good people around him telling him what's what. Like, dude, they're making you the high. Like, what are you here for? What do you want? Because you know what it is. I think he went and saw that Tampa is just on their knees for Tom Brady, and he's like, I want that. I want to be able to walk in and eventually just everyone listen to me and me call all the plays and me be basically the coach of the offense. And make yeah, but, a shitload of money, and everyone just like loves seeing me as I walk in the room. Like that's what I think he, he wants. He basically already has all that, though. He just yeah, well, doesn't have, like, he doesn't have the coaching. He doesn't want to deal with the coaches, and he wants. He saw Brady was actually getting guys in. He's like, yeah, why don't you bring in like Antonio Brown? Uh, he brought in, and at the beginning of the season, Bruce Arians came on a press conference and said, "We are not getting Antonio." Antonio Brown when he was asked about it. And then, oh, well, what was it? Six, seven weeks, eight weeks later when they're not doing too great, Antonio Brown comes in. Lagar, Lagar, or not Blum. I want to call him Blum. Yeah. <laughs> LaShawn McCoy. The Jags. the Jags. Oh, they brought in Shady McCoy for no reason. Leonard Fournette. Bro- they Fournette. Him. Brought in Fournette and kept him in line, basically. And Rogers wants that. He was like, oh, I want to bring him in. Bring him in. Get him in here. He you know, wants that team. Football. That team offensively, though, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, no, he's, I think he's just being stubborn, being super fucking stubborn. You know what's funny is that the best way for him to have gotten his wish and gotten out of town would have been to play kind of crappy last year. How much easier would it be for the Packers to trade him if he if he was seen as a declining player? They got this first-round quarterback from the previous season. Yeah. It's like, all right, let's ship him out of town. Let's move on. I mean, I mean the, the team that would pick him up wouldn't be like, here's the keys to the kingdom immediately necessarily the way they would now after he played the best like arguably the best best he's ever played last year 
So it's yeah, like, that, he kind of screwed himself awful. by playing so well. That offer from the Packers says a lot about what they what they see their future being like too. They, I think they legitimately think Jordan Love is the future. So, I mean, to not give the number one quarterback, or, you know, he's up there. He's in the ballpark. Um, a longer deal than two years kind of says we're moving on from you after two years at best. So that's a good point too. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what he's expecting. I don't know who's going to trade for him. They can't outright release him. Doesn't he have a couple years left on his contract? I think so. Yeah. So it's like I don't know what. Yeah. If I were the Packers, I'd ship his ass right out of there. You just Get trade one for one, Aaron Rodgers for Russell Wilson. You just turn them, turn them across. Cross each oh, other. They, he's, they're going to get like three or four picks and a bunch of players. And that's what they should do. And so, you know what? You want to fucking be here? Sign Aura, buddy. Find a sick trade. We want we want to win out in the trade. So, you have you want this? Go do it, you know? You know what? Bring in someone cheaper and, and maybe win a playoff game and you can you can fill the rest of that roster. Because at this point, yeah. he's making a, sh- a boatload of money. He's constantly bitching. And what has he got? <laughs> what, what has he gotten you? How many playoff games has he won? He's won a bunch, you know? but he's he's, he's gone lost to the, the NFC same amount. championship a few times, and that's it. He got beat by a forty-three-year-old Tom Brady. He's an underachiever. I mean, simple as that. Period. Yeah. He's an underachiever. You want a bitch? Get, that get out. Game. You know. Fell apart in that playoff game. Unfortunately, came unraveled. Went to the end. Went to the red zone three, four, five in times in a row or something, and didn't score any points. Uh, no, the dude needs. Score. And they he got craps his pants all the it. time, dude. You should be taking the field with diapers on, man. What the hell are you doing out there? <laughs> this this turned in a hurry to a shit on fest. <laughs> well, oh my god! I mean, he's a great quarterback, but it, you know, come on. You think you get the Tom Brady treatment? The guy just won his seventh. He beat you to win his seventh. That's why he gets that treatment. But you get a couple yeah. more, and then maybe you can force your way out. And say, you know what? I'm ready to go. Move on. You haven't done. He won that first one years ago. Yeah. It was so long ago, dude. 2010. He's, he's winning MVP. 2010. Yeah. 11 years. He, hasn't, he barely snipped one. Hasn't been back. Hasn't been to another been Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, uh, making a lot of good points, but he, I, I'd be curious to see him wind up in one of those situations like Brady has where the coach is basically retired. I mean, does Bruce Arians do game planning? I don't think he does. He's retired. Uh, and then the, the GM and the ownership has has their back completely whereas in green bay there is the ownership are the people of wisconsin and there's really just a team president who is appointed by them and so he's on a power trip of his own so he doesn't want to give rogers all the power because he needs to justify himself but if he wound up in like vegas and john gruden decided to take a back seat or move into the front office i don't know vegas is a bad example but regardless it's a weird situation i feel for packers fans uh, up there in the great north they don't have much else and and now they're one of their favorite sons is trying to leave him out in the lurch yeah. and he's basically taking Devonte adams with him because Devonte's like i'm not saying a bad thing about aaron Rodgers, and it's like oh god if rogers leaves how the hell are you going to keep Devonte adams yeah but but we have a lot to look forward to as patriots fans a lot of new faces a lot of developmental um possibilities with guys who have been on the roster for a year or more and uh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> Football season's right around the corner. Before we know yeah. it, we're going to be talking about preseason games. Oh, I can't Actually wait. watching these guys out on the field. Yeah. And Pat the Patriots back, right? Yeah, there we go. Red Look jerseys at some point. Dude. Oh, yeah, hopefully. Did you see the new, uh, oh, my God, the new, what, I guess it's called a 
Jumbotron or something at, at yes, the apparently it's at Gillette. Yes, Holy huge. shit! It's like the That's size huge. of it's like the size of the stadium, like this this uh, one end of the stadium. It's absolutely massive. Mr. Kraft laying his balls on the table. Yeah. What, what do you think about that, Jerry? So lots to look forward to here, and we'll be doing podcasts more regularly as the season ramps up and as we get into some more details about what's actually happening on the field. But uh, in the meantime, thanks for thanks for listening. Enjoy your summer, and we'll be back in just a couple weeks to talk about what the heck is going on in training. All right. See you guys. Adios. Peace.